0: This is the Fly the W670 podcast, the philosophy of Craig Council, part two. It's season three. It's episode eight. Don't forget to drop Crowley and I a five-star review. Follow Fly the W on all your social media platforms. Crowley, you're a newsbreaker now. Always,
1: man. I love breaking news. And if you follow me on Twitter at Crawley's Cubs, it's always happening. You know my guys at the Chicago Sports Spectacular for the first time since his career ended, Sammy Sosa is coming back to Chicago to do an autograph signing at the Spectacular in Rosemont, the 15th, 16th, and 17th of March. And you know, this is what Sammy had to say to the fans. This is Sammy Sosa, I'm coming to Chicago. Looking forward to seeing you at the Chicago Sports Spectacular on March 16th, 17th. Hope to see you there, thank you very much. And God bless. Yes. How exciting is that, Dustin?
0: Uh, Very cool. Um, I'm glad he's coming back, and maybe this will be an entree into uh, getting back into the good graces of the uh, Cubs' ownership. A lot of passionate calls and texts the uh, following morning after uh, that news. Uh, The one thing I was curious about that I didn't see, and maybe you can break some more news or at least break it to – this Cubs fan, what uh, what kind of uh, do-re-mi are we going to have to hand out to get a Sammy Sosa signature? The
1: pricing has not been set yet. Okay. But I got to tell you, it isn't going to be cheap. This is a guy that hasn't done autograph signings since 2004, before then even. And so there are so many people that need Sammy in their collections. Now, I've been able to get a lot of things done in private, um, private signings. I have not ever done anything with Sammy in a public uh, setting. So it's going to be cool. I think it's going to be chaotic. Uh, but if you want to see Sammy, you never know with Sammy. That's the thing. So this will, you, year, will, you get
0: something, will you get something signed at this event?
1: I have nothing for Sammy to get signed. Okay, uh, if, I was, to get signed. Okay. if I was there, I would want to get a picture taken with Sammy. That would be my one goal. But unfortunately, Dustin, I'm going to be in spring training. Ah, that's when you're out there. Right. Uh, And I, and I never, that doesn't line up very well. Well, Dustin, here's the thing. I never go to spring training during that weekend because the spectacular is always that weekend. I haven't missed it in 20 years, but I'm at the point Uh. where (laughs) we're at the point where my autograph collection, I'm missing, I I can put it on. I, I actually have like a little notes thing. It's down to like less than nine autographs that I need to finish my collection. And there's well, a lot okay, of those so
0: now. Okay. So again, as a good listener. Okay. And I, I know if I was not part of this podcast, I'd be listening to this podcast if it was you and somebody else. So you got to know what my follow up is. Yeah. What, what are the nine missing autographs in Crowley's collection? So the main thing right now is John
1: Lackey, Jake Arietta, and John Lester. Those guys have, I, there's a 16 by 20 that I need signed. There's a sports illustrated cover I need done by Starling Castro. Oh, I'm trying to think. I think there's a pitching rubber I need signed by Kerry Wood and a couple other little things, but that's about it. As far as Sammy, I got everything. Soriano, it's 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 pretty much coming together. It's just the those guys from 2016 that have kind of disappeared. So most of the most everything else I got. There's really not too much. Yeah, Baez, I need a World Series. Um 16 by 20 in a sports illustrated cover. And there's a Greg Maddox 16 by 20. I need signed, So that's about it.
0: Okay. There you go.
1: So we're getting there.
0: There There you go. Cub fans. Crowley's uh, got a couple more uh, pieces to get uh, done. And then the autograph uh, collection is done. Okay. Yeah. For now. (laughs) But I will tell
1: you this, There, there will be more on this. And this is just the beginning. Sammy has had many offers to come here. He's turned them all down. He wants to be back in Chicago. This is just
0: the beginning, Cub fans. Keeping that in mind. All right, Crowley. We've had a little bit of uh, action on the free agency front. Uh, I don't know if it's hot, 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 but there has been some action, and we kind of uh, uh, tinkered with it a little bit, referred to a little bit of it, if you will, in the first segment of today's podcast.
1: Yep. Joey Gallo signs a one-year $5 million deal with the Nationals. Lefty reliever Matt Moore signed a one-year $9 million deal with the Angels. Former Cub Araldis Chapman signed a one-year $10 million deal with the Pirates. And, Dustin, I know you've been waiting for this one. The uh, former Phillies first base DH Reese Hoskins, who we looked at plenty, signed a two-year $34 million deal with the Brewers. The deal includes a player opt-out after one year, so this is very similar to the Cody Bellinger deal, the pillow contract, where after a year, if if Reese Hoskins is absolutely killing it, he's opting out. If he's not killing it, he stays in, and Milwaukee's taking a gamble, and would have to
0: pay another seventeen million the following year. So, what do you think? I mean, it seems it's a lot of money, but I feel like the Brewers are kind of messing with the Cubs a little bit with this signing.
1: I don't know. I think once the Cubs traded for Michael Bush, I think that they, I think a lot of people are really curious to see what Michael Bush has to offer. Uh, as far as Hoskins is concerned, you know, could they be messing with them? The Brewers very badly needed a first spaceman. They struggled last year. Rowdy Telez did not, you know, took a couple step back. He regressed. So I, it was definitely a position of need that they
0: had. And it was, it, it's not like a, a, a terrible deal. You know what I mean? It's like, Okay. Well, right now. So right now, Nicky Madrigals, the Cubs starting third baseman if they got to play on Sunday, huh? Uh, right now it looks like it, or Patrick Wisdom, something
1: to that degree, but okay. you know, it wouldn't be that much different. And is it going to be Christopher Morell? We've talked about that before.
0: Yeah, uh, we've seen that. I don't know if I I don't know if I want to look at that anymore. I've now, Tra- that.
1: one other thing, Trey Mancini, who the Cubs are paying seven million dollars not to play this year, got a minor league contract with the Marlins with an invite to major league spring training but dustin if we take a look at our board we did scratch off reese hoskins off our wish list so still on there uh blake snell is still available uh i don't think or alon is going anywhere i'm not sure about alonzo as far as trade targets but uh that that tier two that jordan montgomery matt chapman cody bellinger i don't think matt chapman's coming to the cubs or jordan montgomery but cody is obviously clearly the biggest names why why not why not matt chapman I think that if you're going to sign him, I mean, if it's one of those pillow deals, same thing, two years, opt out. I think they would do that, but I think he wants a five, six-year deal, and I think that the Cubs really, truly believe in Matt Shaw, and so do a lot of other experts. If and then there's only one position he could play for the Cubs, which is third.
0: And where so I, where are you right now with Bellinger, Crawley? You got a date? You got a date in the, on your mind? Did you put a little, did you put anything on your cell phone like by this date? It's you know, move on to something else, or what? What are you thinking? No, I mean, what think, about what about Jorge Soler for a DH? I mean, why couldn't you do both to be honest, but well, Belling- sure, but do something.
1: Bellinger, do I would something. say more than anything is a guy that you can wait on because you're familiar with each other. You get what I'm saying? He knows the Cubs spring training facilities. He would know where he would live in the, you know, when the season came that it's much harder for a player Once they start getting into this idea of, okay, it's February, where's my family going to live? Um, Which team am I going to? I don't know how to even get to the spring training facility. I think with Bellinger, you're not having to deal with all that. So you have the luxury of waiting longer. I know nobody wants to hear that, but you know, I think it's really going to be a staring contest between Jed and Boris and we'll see if Bellinger at some point in time just says, you know what? what, what's the Cubs best offer? And, and go from there and try to try to hammer it out. I think if you're talking about five, six years, $150 million, I think that that's something the Cubs are comfortable with. If you're going with what Boris is saying, a $200 million, I don't think the Cubs are doing that.
0: All right, I got a lot more on this. We'll save it for the next podcast on Monday. We're a little bit tight. Don't want to use up everybody's time right now. Let's uh, talk a little bit about the HOF 2024 class. HOF 2024
1: class, Todd Helton on his Sixth ballot makes it in with 79.7%. You need 75. Adrian Beltre, 95%. I thought that was pretty high, Dustin. I don't know about you did, on that. I, I did too. Yep. Good and player, then,
0: but high. Yep.
1: 95. Yeah, that's high. And then Joe Maurer at 76. So both Beltray and Maurer were first timers on the ballot. First ballot Hall of Famers. But if you're telling me Adrian Beltre is a first ballot Hall of Famer with 95%. You know, Ryan Sandberg took him at least, was it, I think on his third try. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Billy Wagner just falls short at 73%. Sheffield is done. He is he may, he had 63, and that's as high as he's going to get. Andrew Jones, we'll see if he ever gets the love, but he's kind of stuck at around 61. He's only got three more tries at this. Uh, Beltran, I thought, you know, 57, but then A-Rod, 34, and Manny Rodriguez, 32. Manny Rodriguez is almost off the ballot. So uh, the guys that have been implicated in PEDs are still not getting much love.
0: No. I guess. And that's what I don't like really quickly on this is I do like the fact that voters put their ballots out there. What I don't like is I don't understand Crowley. If you voted for a guy in 2022 and then you don't vote for the guy in 2023, when there's no restrictions on how many guys you can vote for, there are no restrictions on how big or small the class needs to be. how, How does that work? How did one guy all of a sudden was a Hall of Famer in 2022 on your ballot, but now in 2023, he's no longer a Hall of Famer and they're not steroid guys. I don't get it. That, that doesn't make any sense to me. And that's when the argument about um, these writers being the ones that are controlling this, uh, there's some merit to that. I, I would I, I would say it's, you know, some people I hate that idea of,
1: well, he's not he shouldn't be a first ballot Hall of Famer be, because Babe Ruth wasn't 100 percent. Like, I hate that mentality. And there are still some people that hide ballots. Um, there are other I'm OK pe-
0: with first ballot and then second ballot. If you don't make it the second time, then you're no longer a Hall of Famer. You're no right. longer under consideration because the back of your baseball card isn't changing, it's not getting any better. So the either thing- you are or you're not, I get, I get, I think there is okay to have a di- a difference between first ballot and not first ballot. That that's okay. I can live with that. But the fact that guys are sitting around on these lists for 10 years, when there's no limit to how big or how small a class needs to be is ridiculous. And Gary Sheffield floating around for a decade on this damn list. I
1: think with Sheffield, you have to, you know, put into mind, he got he got in trouble with the Balco scandal. Um, He was never tested positive, but he was definitely implicated in that. I would say that sometimes, though, Dustin, when you take a look at it, as we learn more about baseball and advanced sabermetrics and stuff like that, you learn things about players that really kind of blow your mind. So sometimes, you know, when you compare, say, Ron Santos' numbers to another third baseman, maybe in the 90s or 2000s, they may not look impressive, but you're talking about the era. You're talking about certain things that we look at now. You know, like people never cared about on-base percentage in the 80s. We never talked about on-base percentage. Nope. Now it's a big thing for a lot never. of people. So. Never. so I think maybe that really kind of has to do with it is as you're learning and, and maybe there's certain players that just didn't get exposure. If you're out in the West Coast, maybe you didn't get as much exposure as the guys in the East Coast who, you know, there's so many writers and all that stuff. It's different. So I, I don't mind it. It's just sometimes the rationale is kind of dumb when you read some of these rationales. I just don't get it.
0: I don't get it. I think,
1: I think, I think it was a John Heyman who said something like, I I'm not voting for Billy Wagner, but I hope my vote doesn't cost him the hall of fame. You shouldn't care either. He is, or he isn't in your mind. That's it. Put the vote out,
0: you know? Yeah. All right. So let's uh, wrap this one up Crowley with some uh, national TV dates for the Cubs. You're gonna start seeing these, and hopefully they're not gonna
1: to be too bad as far as the Apple and the Prime and the God only knows what. But TBS But well, you
0: can always listen on 670 to the score and the free Odyssey app. How about that? Hall of Famer Pat Hughes and
1: all-star Ron Coomer. Right. But uh TBS just announced his first half TV schedule, and the Cubs are scheduled to play three games Tuesday, April 9th in San Diego, Tuesday, April 23rd versus the Astros, and Tuesday um May 22nd at home versus the Braves or so, or 23rd, I believe, at, at home versus the Braves. So if you maybe don't have marquee or can't get marquee, but you got TBS, you got a couple opportunities to watch the Cubs.
0: Very cool. Also, again, don't forget, listen to them on the score. Well, Crawley, that's a wrap. Don't forget, listen, download, review, subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. Follow us on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram. Of course, we're on Twitter. You can email us, flythew670 at gmail.com. And now you can watch Crawley and I on YouTube by subscribing to The 670 The Score YouTube channel. Crowley, have a fantastic rest of the week. Have a good weekend. I've only got three football games left in this year. I'm a little sad, but uh, hey, what are you going to do? I'm ready to welcome all the football fans back
1: to the baseball world for the Fly the W podcast. Go Cubs!